Twitter has agreed to sell itself to Elon Musk for $44 billion. Wow. <laughs> I could never have seen this coming. A few things here. Um, now, in my mind, I feel like this is probably like a hostile takeover, kind of like in the movie Succession when, or sorry, in the TV series Succession when Kendall tried to steal his father's company. Sorry, that was like two seasons ago. If you guys haven't caught up, I'm sorry. Yeah, so he tries to steal his father's company in a hostile takeover, and that's what I envision here. But actually, maybe not. I can't imagine that Jack Dorsey would agree to sell Twitter, but a few things to talk about in this video. So Elon Musk is gonna own 38% of the company and he's going to make the company private. This means that Jack Dorsey, who owned about 2% of the company, 2.4% of the company, can see a $978 million cash payout. So many questions, so many things. Like, I'm not sure the intricacies of this deal. I think like even CNN is like, yo, guys, if you have any information, let us know. But basically, because basically Elon is going to buy Jack's shares and all these things, right? And the fact that he's going to make Twitter private, that's kind of scary to me. That's kind of scary to me. But I do see the pros and cons of Elon Musk owning Twitter. I definitely see it. Elon Musk is a visionary. And I say this time and time again. I have a few videos about him. People don't see the genius behind him because so far what he's built with Tesla and SpaceX, these are very niche products that most people don't experience. Now he's going mainstream with Twitter and what he's gonna do with Twitter is what's gonna be shocking, it's what's gonna be interesting. And he's talked a little bit about how he plans to innovate with this company. So Elon Musk has kind of said, let me read what he said on Twitter. Free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy. And Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated, said Mr. Musk. I also want to make Twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithm open source to increase trust, defeating the spam bots, and authenticating all humans. Twitter has tremendous potential. I look forward to working with the company and the community of users to unlock it. Now, <laughs> all right, I wanna dial back a little bit and talk about what I mentioned in the last video, the, pack, the fact about power, right? And the reason why, in my mind, Jack Dorsey would not sell Twitter because why would you give up power? When you own it, when you're a media CEO, when you own a big juggernaut, a media juggernaut, social media juggernaut, let's put it that way. When you own this massive social media juggernaut, you become the most powerful person in the world. So Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, one of the most powerful people in the world, Elon Musk. Now, I believe... Uh, between Facebook, Elon is kind of probably competing with Jack, uh, with Mark Zuckerberg. You know, both of them are the richest men in the world. But Mark is still like, I'm still more powerful, powerful than you. I own, I own Facebook. I own Instagram. I'm more powerful than you, right? And at the end of the day, I broke this down in the, in the other video. Power is way more substantial than money, and Elon, wa Elon wants a piece of power right? He wants a piece of power and he understands that 
I'm talking about making, I'm making electric cars as amazing as that is and how that helps our planet. And it's an extremely lucrative thing. It doesn't make you powerful. You know, he's talking about traveling space, going, you know, creating SpaceX so we can send rockets to the space. Incredible innovations, not powerful, and doesn't impact the day-to-day -day person. Now, Elon wants a piece of that power. And the way he's really signifying this is not only is he trying to take a small piece of a small piece of Twitter, he's taking a large chunk, 38% ownership. Even Jack Dorsey, the founder, only had 2.4%. And you want to take that big of a chunk? You want the world to know that you are the owner of you are the owner of uh, of Twitter, right? Undeniably. And he wants to make sure that nobody can buy him out. That's why he's making the company private. Now there are pros and cons to this private status of Twitter because now Twitter, imagine, you know, much like Facebook at the end of the day, Facebook is a public company. You know, I don't know how many shares, uh, Mark Zuckerberg owns, but I'll put it here. So it's a private company. And basically, it's how we communicate. It's how we share information in society. And Facebook can decide that they're going to shut somebody down or lift somebody up on their platform. That's up. That's their prerogative. But at the end of the day, because it's a public company, somebody has the opportunity to buy it out, right? Somebody has that opportunity to buy it out in the stock market. The LVMH um, CEO did that with, I can't remember what company, but he basically bought it out in the stock market. So it's possible. As much power as, uh, as Mark Zuckerberg has, somebody can buy him out. And yes, you could, you're thinking nobody's as rich as him, which technically there are people that are as rich as, as, rich as him, but technically just as Elon pulls funds together, you know, he's not going to be using his money. He's going to be getting a bunch of investors, kind of how JP Morgan, who wasn't the richest man in the world in his time, but he was able to buy out Carnegie Steel, you know, so in that way, Elon Musk is going to take money, put money all together from a bunch of different investors and use that somehow to purchase it. This is a cash payout, cash purchase. I say all this to say that he's almost seeking absolute control. And that's the part of the private status that is scary because now not only do you own a large percentage of global, of global communication, now this company is private. So nobody has the opportunity to like, you are pretty much a country. You have a, the kind of power that a country has. You decide, and probably even more power than a country. You decide what happens. You decide what flies. You decide what doesn't fly. Now, here's the thing. The question here is now leadership. And I talked about this in some other videos. When you think about having a good leader, if you have a good leader, and I do believe that Elon Musk has the potentials or the makings to be a good leader, but power is corrupt. We don't know what he's going to be like when he becomes this powerful. But I do believe that he has good intentions, but he could just decide that he wants to manipulate things or do this and do that. And then he could lead us down a terrible, terrible rabbit hole like Donald Trump. I think about President Xi of China. He had a vision for China to lift up 900 million or 700 million people out of poverty. And that's what he did. And being an autocratic governor or uh, being an autocratic country, he was able to do that because it had one vision to lift up China. So autocracies worked, it worked for China. But at the end of the day, does it work for a company? Yes, it does work for a company. But when that company controls the minds of the world, 
when that company influences the minds of the world and you have an autocratic you know leader which is elon musk within that company well that's even more power and the question just is are we giving power to the right person not our decision but is twitter giving power to the right person that is the question so yes if he his promises to innovate with twitter are fantastic and as long as he has the right right head on his shoulders fantastic twitter has the potential to be an incredible company but all it takes is for him to be a ruthless leader like putin or uh president kim jong-un so if he all it takes is for him to be this ruthless leader that decides he's going to do some crazy stuff with twitter and then twitter becomes a scary company that aside who knows we're just gonna have to wait and see what happens the, the other question is now he has i believe seven sons and one of his sons may become the majority shareholder so even if elon musk has great intentions for twitter and builds it up to be a, an incredible company now when his sons come and inherit this it's almost like having a ruthless king like joffrey in game of thrones just because you inherited it giving his sons that much power are they going to do to twitter what elon musk is able to do to it and that's what's scary also right so are we giving this much power to the wrong hands right because in a way companies kind of work like monarchies in in this fashion right companies can work like monarchies when these kids are inheriting this, these companies then the reason why it's scarier if it's in a company most companies are small so it really doesn't matter but we're talking about a company that influences the world <laughs> influences the world and the way that we think in the world now that's something that we have to nurse and we have to pay attention to now that aside i think about donald trump and truth media and you know elon is kind of spewing the same sort of rhetoric as donald trump when it comes to truth media donald trump is promising a platform that is not restricted not censored that allows us to be truthful and i think elon maybe be, he might be scared of what donald trump is about to do with truth media and wants to you know make him a dwarf right and maybe that's his longer term vision which is a great thing but the question now is um what is he going to do with twitter now is he going to give donald trump back his access back to twitter is that one of his plans like is he going to give donald trump access is he going to allow people go free reign people free reign on twitter you know we hear about facebook for example fueling wars around the world you know allowing for communication with wars and terrorists around the world because they're not really they're not really like stopping those situations from happening is that how twitter is going to be used now that he's going to sort of lift up these bans and these like restrictions because some of these restrictions are necessary right <sighs> neither you know either way i do believe in i i mean i think that as a ceo he's somebody to look up to and what he's been able to do and the way that his worth ethic and all those things i do believe in his vision and most importantly I want to talk about Neuralace. Now, here's the thing that gets a little bit scary, but also quite interesting also. We know that Elon Musk is developing Neuralace or Neuralink, and it's this sort of chip in your brain that basically you think something, and then it's like you Google it, right? And, 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 and like you think something, and then it's almost like you Google it, and information comes into your head. So it's like you can get information at the snap of your fingers or just by thinking something. 
Now, a few things that are scary about that technology is I've talked about it in another video, different components like, okay, are they going to be putting ads, ads in our mind or are they going to be monitoring us and our brains and using that to manipulate us or to even like abuse us? Those are questions to have. But the fact that he's building Neuralink or Neuralace and he's building that and he also owns Twitter. Now, it's almost as though he has his own audience already that he can use as a tool to work seamlessly together. Now, I think the next step, he said he's going to add some features into, um, he's going to add some features into Twitter. And some of the features that I see that are obvious to me is making it a search engine. That would be a very important feature to have if he really wants to take over Google. He might even try and buy out Google also, but he's going to have to, and I think somebody needs to buy Google because I don't think they really have um, well, they're not building the way that Amazon is building and all these other companies, but he might buy Google. And the question is, if he turns it into a search engine now, Twitter into a search engine, it, it facilitates what he's trying to do with Neuralace or Neuralink. It facilitates that. And there are so many other features that he can add, but the fact that you're giving this individual absolute control, the fact that this is going to be a private company, Right. Twitter is going to be a private company. Then he's also building Neuralace, a chip in your brain, monitoring your brain and your brain activity. That's also probably going to be a private company. Having one person have control over the minds of billions of people. Now that to me is what is scary because regardless of whether I think that he's a good leader or not, no one man should have that much access or that much control over the minds of people you know, and this is bigger than, you know, having a president of a country. We're talking about a billion plus people worldwide. Now, that is what is scary to me about this one man owning 38% of Twitter. That is what scares me. Needless to say, I will say that Elon Musk has achieved his goal. You know, his goal of power. This is going to make him extremely powerful. And the vision that I imagine that he has for this company is going to make him <laughs> far more powerful than um, Mark Zuckerberg. Beyond, you know, this if he if he figures out this technology for Neuralace, Neuralink, Neuralace, uh, if he figures out this technology, he's going to be the most powerful person in the world. But not only in this world, with SpaceX, he's going to take us to another planet. And then with Tesla, he's going to sustain this planet. It's an interesting thing, and you know he's really taking this to the next level and i think the most the biggest takeaway here is he's focused on impact projects and that is his impact right um saving this world with tesla and other uh solar panel companies and all the ways that he's trying to do environmental stuff then he's also trying to help us you know find another planet in case we mess up this planet right and then he's also helping us communicate better that's what he calls it, but better is subjective, better is what he thinks is better, but who knows what that really is. But ultimately, I still think that him having absolute power, allowing Twitter to go private, that to me is scary. Anyway, let me know your thoughts, leave a comment down below. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, all the above. My name is Kenham, and see you next time. Peace.